Welcome to Sometimes There's Side Eye, a podcast about two friends having real and unfiltered conversations about dogs and people. Listen as we talk about our lives with dogs, training, behavior, share some laughs, and a whole lot of banter. I'm Heather. And I'm Christy. What are we talking about this week, Heather? We are going to talk about puppy parties. Yay! <laughs> so throwing hats on dogs and, and calling it a party? Yes, definitely. No. Pretty much. <laughs> well, we mentioned, I mean, in a few episodes now yeah. about how dog breeders will do puppy parties, which is a term that came from puppy culture. When they're raising puppies somewhere around six or seven weeks, they'll have a little party and invite people in so the dogs can experience a group of people, then also experience some different obstacles and stimuli. Yeah, some novelty things. Yes. And since we've mentioned it before, we thought it might be a cool idea as Heather is going through this process as she is looking at a Frenchie puppy. If you don't Frenchie. already know, you're under yeah. a rock. I'm getting a French bulldog puppy. Yes. Yeah. And so as she goes through this process, I thought it might be kind of cool to have her talk about some of the processes as they occur yes steps along the way yeah so I did just go yeah yeah some some like real-time updates Ooh, yeah so you just got back from Canada Mm -hmm. I went to Canada last weekend and I got to meet the breeder for the first time in person after two years of getting to know her online, well, more than two years, but getting to know her online and having video chats and calls back and forth. So I got to meet her and I got to meet the mom of the litter, whose name is Clover. And then I got to meet the auntie and the grandfather and the great grandmother, since Lisa owns all of them. When I say Heather communicates a lot with her breeder, we were on vacation and she was like, pages of messages back and forth <laughs> you look what my breeder said um, <laughs> so I feel like you've talked to the breeder a lot mm-hmm. you've watched videos of her dogs you are connected through social media were there any surprises in meeting her dogs personality wise or was it what you expected for her adult dogs I'm trying to think through all their personalities. Okay, so Lucifer, the grandfather, was exactly what I expected, and he's up for anything. Maple, who is the great-grandmother, she's 10. One thing that I don't think surprised me, but seeing in person was really cool, is that she's in really fantastic shape at 10 years old as a French bulldog. So that was neat Mm -hmm. to see. But not really. They were pretty much what I expected for all of them and the way they interact and everything. Yeah. I think one thing to mention too, if you were to go and meet the parents of a potential puppy or of a litter that you're looking at a puppy from, and mom is like, wow, I really don't like mom's personality. And then you meet dad and you're like, I really don't love dad's personality. Then their puppy is probably not the puppy for Mm -hmm. you because genetics matter. Yeah. Um, So I just felt like that was something that should probably be said. If you really dislike one of the parents, then that might not be the litter for you. Yeah. I feel like if you're really truly stacking the deck in your favor, then because anomalies happen, but 
if you're stacking the deck in your favor and you meet the mom and the dad and you're like, eh, then I would definitely move on. I was lucky enough to meet the sire, the dad of this litter last December and spend the weekend with him. And I loved him instantly. So even though I wasn't able to meet Clover before the puppies were on the ground, I knew that I really, really liked her over social media and everything. And then I knew that I really liked Dozer, the dad of the puppies. So I was already feeling pretty confident. And Lisa bred down several generations and she has a lot of consistency. So there's that in the back of my mind too, because her dogs are showing up in a lot of consistent ways. So so that's exciting to get to meet the parents. So that's something that probably should be expected at a puppy party too. At least the mom. The bitch. You should yeah. be yeah, able so, to meet a mom. During the actual puppy party, I didn't meet any of the adults because mm-hmm. everyone was there specifically for the puppies. And Lisa, the breeder, didn't want the adults to like trample. The puppies were only six weeks old. And, you know, in excitement and everything, she didn't want any questionable things to happen accidentally yeah so I didn't actually meet the adults at the puppy party but I got to meet them after when later on in the day so yeah I would expect when we went to pilot's puppy party in California I'm trying to remember I think we met Scarlett separately but we were there like the whole day right yeah so not during the puppy party but like yeah if you wanted to meet the parents. Yeah, or they should be, the they mom. should be accessible. Yes. Accessible. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you had never met them before. Right. For me, I fully expect to at least meet the mom when I'm going. A lot of times in the world that I sort of live in, the male is in another place, which in this case, Canada and Alabama. But yeah, I would expect to meet the mom if I go to meet a litter of puppies for sure. Yeah. And it should be a red flag of if mom is not on site at six weeks old oh yeah or mom is too aggressive or too in quotations too protective to meet you know um even with the puppy separated those types of things might be red flags that you should caution that would definitely be a red flag for me yeah I would I would question that (laughs) for sure going into the puppy party why don't do you want to just describe kind of what, what happened? you guys did and what happened? And We all got there and the puppies were in their little puppy area because they're not in the whelping box anymore. So we all got there. Who's we all? Let's define that. <laughs> okay. A lot of times at the puppy party, you'll have the people who are potentially getting a puppy from this litter. In this case, Nova Scotia is kind of far. So we had myself and another potential owner. And then we had two people who have purchased puppies from Lisa previously who were there as well. So it was a husband and wife who had who have a puppy from her, a woman who has a puppy from her, the gentleman who's purchasing a pet puppy from her, myself, Lisa's boyfriend, and then Lisa. Can I just say... I love that she's still connected to her previous buyers to the point that they're like, yes, let us come help Mm -hmm. with a puppy party. Let us be a part of this. That's pretty awesome. And she had more people, but it was Canadian Thanksgiving the day she scheduled it. So she had people who couldn't come because they had family stuff to do. So I think it might have been a little bit more had it not been Mm -hmm. that, but 
it was something that was really important for me to go and see because I really wanted to see how the puppies interacted with people and with the different obstacles that we had. All of us were sort of set up at stations. There were four different stations. I had a shallow pan with water in it because I want a puppy that is going to maybe like to be in water. So I appreciated that. Then there was a station with a whole bunch of different surfaces and sounding things. So there was a pan for them to walk on and this little crinkly thing and some cardboard, all just all different surfaces for them to walk on. There was a tunnel, like an agility tunnel, but a puppy one. And then there were two different wobble boards. So like if you step on one side, it kind of moves to the other side and makes an uneven surface for dogs to walk on. And so those were the four stations. Lisa basically brought each puppy in one at a time and just set them down. And the puppies kind of got to explore. This was the first time they were around that many people at one time as well. So it was interesting kind of to see how they responded to that. Sure. It was really cool to see them interact with different people. We're all kind of sitting on the floor just waiting to see what that they do. We basically got to see how each puppy interacted with each station. It wasn't super regimented. We just sort of let them kind of run around and do what they want to do. Everybody had treats and we tested the little there's one boy out of the litter of four he ended up just sleeping in my lap the whole time which was super cute I know but we got to see each puppy interact with each station and see who was curious about things and who was independent and who was really bold I have this little thing where I really like to see which puppy wants to do the wobble board (laughs) Because our friend's puppy did the wobble board and he was owning it at his puppy party and he's so awesome. So I was like, who's doing the wobble board? Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, Pilot (laughs) was the king of the wobble board at his puppy party. Yeah, so I was really curious about that. I don't know that it really means anything in the grand scheme because they're all doing it now, but I was just curious. Yeah, so you just kind of get to see and then since there was only me and one other potential owner there we kind of hung out interacted with the puppies like made observations I was taking videos and pictures for a couple other people and then after about an hour they were done they all fell they all fell asleep in my lap I know just show off I know. I didn't even Let's do it. Let everybody else have some puppy time. I know. It just happened. The other two people who weren't getting a puppy left. And so then the breeder talked to myself and the other potential owner. And we just talked about observations. We talked about which puppies we are visually attracted to. Not that that's a way to choose a puppy only, but if you had two puppies that were the same personality or very similar and one person, you know, was really attracted to one or the other. And I kind of gave my feedback from what I saw just because I spend a lot of time with puppies and I'm definitely not a novice in dog behavior. So I kind of gave my feedback and said who I was most attracted to personality wise, which ironically is the puppy I am least attracted to aesthetically. (laughs) You still think the puppy's cute. It's just like, yeah, the last on the list of a really like four really cute options. She's they're all adorable and they're even cuter in person. I will say, and she becomes cuter all the time. But for me, 
I am all about the personality and the boldness. And I want to see like a little spark in my puppy. I want to see like a little fire, you know, that's what I'm really looking for. And I don't know, we might've mentioned this, but I'm not sure, but all the stations were novel, novelty yes. stations, but they had not been doing wobble board or no. or water in a pan, that kind no. of thing. So you're really seeing them, how they work through things, mm-hmm. and, um, how they figure things out, how they respond to foreign stimuli mm-hmm. um, that they're not used to, how they kind of handle stressors. If, if something's scary, mm-hmm. like do they disengage? Do they re-engage? All of those things, yeah. you know? Uh, so you get a lot of information by doing it this way. Yeah. Not that anything should be scary in the puppy party, but with things being novel, it can be scary unintentionally. Yeah. And I don't think that if a puppy responds unsure to something, that it's a big deal if they recover. And so you're looking for that recovery response. There's one puppy who we would consider, and this is totally just using whatever terms, the least drivey. She's going to be, because the goal of this litter was really to get sporty dogs. And this puppy is the least driviest, sportiest expected of the the bunch. And so she is going to go to a really nice pet home and she's going to be a fantastic dog, but she doesn't have any like, get up and go, you know, like she's just sort of like, I'll roll with it. It's cool. Oh, you want to do that? Oh, you want to do that? And that's great. But it was funny because I went into this knowing that about her. And when Lisa put her down, put all the puppies down, she was the first one to go through the tunnel. And I was like, oh, we have the first tunnel puppy. And Lisa was like, who was it? And I was like, it was this one. And we were all surprised that she was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm up for it, you know? So it was interesting just to see how they responded to novel things and new experiences and just watch them take things on. And then there's nothing that it's not like there's a snapshot where you're like, this tells me everything I need to know. We're still, they're seven weeks old today on the 15th. And we're still looking at things, testing things, putting them in new experiences, putting information together about them. The boy slept through the puppy party. He came across to me and the breeder did say she was like, I think he's having like a little moment of unsuredness. And maybe he was overwhelmed by all the people. And so we just let him do whatever he wanted to do. And then when I saw him the second time that night, oh, he was not unsure. (laughs) (laughs) he was bold okay yeah okay he's just more of dog who will sit back assess take the situation in decide what he wants to do and then execute he doesn't have that flashy spark he's more like a thinker and a planner so it was really cool to be able to see him some more and see how he was interacting with his environment and everything because it was not what i saw that morning so it is taking all the information and putting it together to compile a picture It was cool too, because I had traveled so far. So that night I got to have time one-on-one with the breeder and talk to her and tell her, this is what I saw. And us bouncing off each other about what we saw in each puppy and what we think would be a fit in different homes, knowing I've gotten to know the owner of the dad really well. And so I know what she's looking for. Mm -hmm. And just sort of like us all bouncing that off all of each other 
was really cool and a very cool experience because I didn't get to do any of that with Tiago. Yeah. because you, So you didn't go to a puppy party for Tiago? No, because I didn't find Tiago's litter until he was eight weeks old. And okay. by the time I found his litter, there was only two or three of nine. And so I didn't actually decide I was getting him until I think he was like eight and a half or nine weeks old. So I didn't experience any of this stuff and the planning process. And this has been really, really fun. Yeah, It's been really fun going through knowing who the mom and dad are and getting to know them and the whole incremental process getting to this point. Hmm. Yeah. What benefits do you feel like there were for you in going to meet the puppies and and the parents like was it uh, the the adult sorry not the parents the adult dogs yeah like was it worth going to Nova Scotia from Phoenix for a weekend (laughs) that's not what I was asking because I know it was but what benefits do you feel like you gained out of this interaction I think number one was going and experience because not everything can be cut can come across over video and pictures. So, I mean, you can, I'm not saying you can't get the right puppy that way. The puppy I would choose for myself is the puppy Lisa's going to pick for me. So I know she would have still gone the right route for me, but I am such a logical planner person. That's just who I am. So for me, it was important if I could go and meet the litter and meet each individual puppy to get a gauge of what they were like in real life and then also test my connection and see if there was something there. I don't pick puppies emotionally, but I also, I want there to be at least potential to build a relationship. And there was one puppy in this litter that is a wonderful puppy that I felt nothing with. And so even in person, I was just like, you're wonderful. I see all your benefits, but there's just nothing there. (laughs) And so I just, I want to see the potential in that because this is my future ride or die. And so I have a lot of relationship to build there and I need to feel like there's something to sort of build on. And then also, this is a really big decision for us. It's going to be our first puppy in almost seven years. And my dogs are such an integral part of our lives in so many ways. This isn't just my potential next dog to do sports with and have fun with. It's also part of my business. And while I would never force a dog to do these type of things, if I can lean that way with a dog who I think would actually enjoy it like Tiago does with interacting with puppies in the future, I want to try and do that. It's just a really important part of the process for me. I like feeling really confident in my decisions. And so, especially one this big, this dog is going to be with me for cross my fingers at least the next decade. I want to feel really confident in what I'm doing. And I walked away online and like through videos and stuff. I had zero connection with two of the puppies. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. They're great and they're cute. It just, there was nothing there for me meeting them in person also helped me be like, oh, wow. Well, one of them, I was like, you're way cuter in person. And then being like, I can walk away and see the value in every single puppy. So if Lisa picks any of these for me, I can see the value there. And I I understand her decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think for some people, they haven't had a breeder choose a dog for them. Mm. And I think a puppy party would probably, for me, again, I'm not probably ever going to go to a breeder. I'll never say never anymore, but that's not in the cards for me. But if it were, I think that would be very important to me Mm -hmm. because I would feel like I just, even though I trust the breeder, it's a lifelong commitment and I, and I kind of want to see what I'm getting into mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. uh, as well as making sure that, oh, I do like this puppy. Yeah. Cause you guys, there's like a bajillion dogs on Instagram that I love. It doesn't mean I need to live with those dogs, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So making sure that that's the right fit. I do recognize that the way I go about this is an extreme. I recognize that the way I go about this whole process is to the 10th degree. It's, it is. And it's not, I don't think that you have to do it this way to get a good puppy in any way, shape or form. I really don't. It's just that I'm a control freak and I want to know that I feel good about everything I'm doing. And the other part of it is It's nice that the breeder recognizes that I do have dog behavior knowledge and that I'm not a novice person. And so it's nice to be able to interact with her in that way. For the gentleman who's going to get the pet puppy, he's just looking for a nice pet, right? He is not. I don't believe he would have traveled from Arizona if he were, you know, he would have trusted Lisa to pick the right dog for him and he would have gotten the right dog and it would have been excellent. So for him, it's great that he has found this ethical breeder and she's doing everything right and he's going to get an amazing puppy and it's going to be great. I am the extreme case and I recognize that. (laughs) Which feels so funny because you're saying that and I'm like, yeah, you are. And yet I would do the same thing. Like, I guess we are because when you've seen as much as we have, I think you go into things a little bit differently. We have rose-colored glasses. We have seen too much. No, rose-colored glasses is when everything's good. No, we We have seen too much. (laughs) We have seen too much. Just just regular old glasses. (laughs) We have like hyper-focused glasses. (laughs) We have have binoculars on it. Yes, yes. It's true though, because we've seen how bad things can go. Yeah, and there is some beauty in not knowing when I got Lucy it was just like a I don't know is she this way I don't you don't know I don't know she seems like she's probably fine and then she was so much more than I ever dreamed so there is some wonderfulness at not knowing everything but then once you know yeah you know I think that there's just you know we're not behavioral novices so that's true we have a lot of experience under our belt and we've seen a really wide range of dogs puppies all ages we personally have certain boxes that we want checked off when it comes to our future dogs and so that makes it a little bit more makes us maybe dig a little bit more and really have a higher standard of requirements. Not everybody needs that. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you are going into this hoping for, like you said, a sports prospect and also to help your business. So it is important that you get the right fit Mm -hmm. for the future and not that you wouldn't cater to your dog if, if those things 
don't if you pan could out. not do sports or it hated your business, <laughs> you would still find a way to to enrich that dog's life and still continue on with the things that are important to you. But like you like you always say, uh, stacking the stacking. deck in your favor and. And I think that's this puppy party is a good way for you to have that kind of groundwork and to see what you're getting into as far as that. And then compare what you're seeing with someone else who is equally as knowledgeable and then compare those notes to make sure that you guys are on the same page. And and it would have been surprising if you guys were on very different pages. Yeah. But it also would have been like, okay, well, what are... Why are you seeing that? And what is it that made you think that way? So that, because you do trust Lisa and you mm-hmm. respect her. And so that relationship has been built, which is pretty cool that you guys then can have those honest discussions. And when you're watching the behavior of the puppies and their personalities start to bloom. Yeah, because it for a little bit there, it was between two puppies. And I asked her, I said, okay, between these two puppies, can you run down? This was post-puppy party. So can you run down exactly why you would make a certain decision one way or the other? And she ran through, these are my thoughts. This is, And she added some insight about one of the puppies that I didn't have before that was comparing her to a previous litter, certain puppy, and how at developmental stages, they were very, very similar. And how this dog now is helping bring other the owner is fostering and this dog is bringing new fosters out of their shell and giving these fosters new confidence and how she was sort of thinking about my business and puppies needing to be brought out of their shells sometimes because they're unsure it's a new environment and how the confidence could hopefully transfer over similarly like Tiago does right now and so I didn't have that information prior there's no way I could have had it So it was really nice to listen to her run down each puppy that we were looking at and give all of her reasons laid out nicely so that I could make a final decision with her on was I really thinking the right way? Was she really thinking the right way? And us come together. And thankfully, we agreed. (laughs) So it's nice that you have that information to kind of go back and forth with the breeder on, especially someone like you or I that's very into behavior and very into all of this different stuff and has a lot of requirements. What else do you want people to know about puppy parties? Oh my Or your goodness. experience. They're very fun. If you ever get the opportunity and someone says to you, do you want to go to a puppy culture puppy party? Or do you want to go to a puppy party and meet some puppies who are six or seven weeks old? Just assume that it's going to be amazing and go because it's such a fun experience. And every breeder seems to have their own little twist. This is my third party. Every breeder seems to have their own way of doing it. But at the end, What comes out of every single one is the breeder making assessments about each puppy when it comes to temperament and personality and using that information to make selections to put puppies in homes, in the right homes. And so I think that there can be variation on what the actual mechanics look like, but the information that is gained from these parties is really, really awesome. I love that puppies are being matched correctly with the right homes. I mean, that's how we keep puppies hopefully with their families forever because it's a good fit yeah absolutely 
So everyone can stay tuned and see who puppies, which puppy's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should know within a few weeks here. Because mm-hmm. when will the puppies come home? So I will be picking up my puppy in early November and I'll be back in Arizona with her like a week later. Um, yeah. She'll be about 10 and a half weeks when she's back here in Arizona. Ooh. Yes. So we will definitely be showing photos and experiences of bringing home a new puppy. So stay tuned for that. So we're just going to use Heather's puppy for a lot of content <laughs> moving forward. So just be prepared, but it'll be cute and fun. So, so stay tuned. <laughs> if you like this episode, be sure to rate us, share us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to come over to Instagram at sometimes their side eye and interact with us. And we will be dropping new episodes every other Thursday, just like usual. All right. Thanks for staying tuned, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.